Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. London's leading auctioneers with the Old Master British and European Department specialises in over half a millennium of art, including a John Constable landscape oil that went for a cool £375,000. Rosebury's fine art auctioneers here in West Norwood is home to walls and shelves and drawers full of works by artists expressing themselves through every medium. But what can you create yourself? We're asking because the Evening Standards Art Prize is back and we're looking for entries with the theme of A Portrait of You. Celebrating self-expression in sculpture, textiles, ceramics, glassware, jewellery or wood carving. Twelve shortlisted artists will have their work exhibited in central London, plus a £5,000 cash prize and a bespoke fragrance courtesy of sponsor Frederick Mull. To find out how to enter, stay tuned for part two and check the show's notes. But first, for inspiration, let's dive into the history of self-expression with Lara Lvov-Basirov, Rosebury's head of sale and specialist in old master British and European pictures. Lara, what are some of the pieces that interest you sort of personally that you've got on sale here, which you think really show the character of the artist? We recently sold a lovely portrait after one of Elizabeth and Louise Vigée Lebrun's self-portraits. Vigée Lebrun was a really important French female painter. She painted around 37 self-portraits, which very much displayed the beauty for which she was hugely celebrated. The portrait we sold was of her wearing a white turban in this very sort of informal pose and wearing this painter's gown, and it made £5,200. And it was an incredibly beautiful portrait, um... And I really think you can get a sense of the artist's personality through the paint on the canvas in that particular example. Because Vigée Lebrun was showing herself as an artist, she's wearing her white muslin turban that she would wear when she was painting and she's wearing her academic red gown. You can really imagine her in her studio painting. And obviously she was known to paint all these 37 self-portraits. So you can really get a sense of her sort of creative process there. Vigée Lebrun was painting around the end of the 18th, early 19th century. I think self-portraiture and using art as self-expression had long been a tool for self-promotion. You see that very much in the 17th century, but increasingly so in the 18th century with artists such as Joshua Reynolds. So I think it is an interesting time for artistic self-expression, certainly. Laura, what are some of the um, early examples of political self-expression during the old master period? Artistic self-expression generally has been practised by artists and craftsmen since the early centuries and images of artists at work can be seen in ancient Egyptian painting and sculpture and on ancient Greek vases and surely some of these would have reflected a political agenda. One example which springs to mind is Raphael's famous School of Athens fresco in the Vatican where he inserted a self-portrait of his head and shoulders on the right-hand side of the fresco directly looking out at the viewer. We obviously don't know his motives exactly but it was presumably an act of self-promotion or an attempt to raise himself to the status of the great philosophers also depicted in the fresco such as Plato, Aristotle etc. So I think that's quite an interesting sort of early example of that. How much did religion form a part of inspiration or expression during the old master period? 
Oh, I mean, hugely, especially during the early old master period, um, sort of 13, 14, 1500s, get to the Baroque period, and you still have these huge, heavy religious pictures. But from then on, I mean, certainly as you get into the 18th century, in England, for example, you see a sort of rise of portraiture, and there's certainly a decline in the popularity of these religious images around that time. But in the sort of early old master period, it's, you know, it's, it's what art's all about. It's these religious paintings and Religion clearly was just so intrinsically a part of everyday life in in so many of these European cultures that it was reflected through the art, obviously. Let's go to the ads coming up. All the info you need to know about how to enter this year's Evening Standard Art Prize competition. Whether you're a dab hand at sculpture, textiles, ceramics, glassware, jewellery or wood carving, we'd love to see your entries. After the break, we'll speak with the Standards Culture Editor, Nancy Durrant, who's chairing the esteemed judging panel. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Now we're back in the studio, joined by the Standards Culture Editor, Nancy Durrant, who's chairing the judging panel. Nancy, what is the Evening Standard Art Prize all about? We're doing it because we really are committed to supporting the arts. It's harder than ever to be an artist now, especially if you don't have contacts, and just getting... Anyone to even look at your work uh, now is is so, so difficult or take you seriously, especially if you don't have formal training. And that's even before you think about questions to have access to art or art in education, all that kind of stuff. And the Evening Standard has got a long history of supporting arts of all kinds. And we just wanted, we used to have an art prize a couple of years ago before the pandemic, and we wanted to bring it back and support artists in whichever way we can. So what is a portrait of you? Could you tell us a bit about the idea behind the theme? So yes, the theme is a portrait of you. It is not necessarily, literally, a portrait of you. It doesn't have to be a picture. We're we're doing something a bit different this year. There are loads and loads of awards out there that really focus on painting and photography. They are wonderful and I love them both dearly, but there's a lot of support for it out there and there's actually not so much generally for other art forms that can sometimes be kind of lumped in as a word that one must never use which is decorative and that's things like textile ceramic glassware jewelry wood carving sculpture that kind of thing Um, so those are the art forms that we're interested in supporting this time around and a portrait of you obviously in those particular art forms If you try and do a literal portrait, sometimes it can be absolutely beautiful and perfect. But there are many, many other ways of expressing yourself and expressing your identity through those fantastic, tactile, gorgeous art forms. And so we wanted to try to support people 
who are creating beautiful things uh, with great skill in art forms that don't necessarily get quite the same amount of uh, attention. Who can enter the competition and what do people need to do to enter? So essentially you just have to be 18 or over and you can be anybody. You can be a professional artist or you can be someone who pots on the weekend um, as long as you are making art and as long as you have not had a solo exhibition in a public gallery, which actually doesn't happen to that many artists. So I think there's plenty of people out there who can who can be part of it. And I mean, really, all you need to do at the first stage is create your artwork, or it might be an artwork that you already have. And that's absolutely fine. And you just take three to five great photographs of it from different angles, send them to us. And then we will have a look at them alongside a statement of about 150, 200 words, just sort of about yourself and about your submission. And is a little help from AI allowed? Well, the simple answer to that is no. <laughs> and, you know, most of these art forms are things that are made by hand, um, you know, wood carving, textiles. I mean, there's AI, then there's a loom, you know. On tin textiles, you'll need to use machinery, machinery that's been used for thousands of years to make it. But ideally, no, you would not be using a computer. What are some of the key artistic elements that your judging panel will be looking for in the entries? Well, the art forms obviously are so different, you know, from jewellery to textiles to ceramics, they are all very, very different things. So what you can boil it down to, I think, is going to be skill. It's going to be uh, craftsmanship. Um, elegance, I'd say, is one thing. And uh, and also there's sort of the less tangible, which is that we want to see your personality, your identity coming through this object in whichever way you see fit. And that's fine. And that's where the statement comes in, really. It's not necessarily useful for you to say, I've been doing this for X amount of time or whatever. What we want to hear from you is how this piece reflects you. Now here's some small print for you. Entries must be the artist's own work and can be any size but must fit easily through a normal size door frame. Entrants will be required to submit three to five images of their work from different angles and distances along with a statement of 150 to 200 words about themselves and their submission. The competition closes on the 15th of June and you can find out lots more by heading to the competition hub at standard.co.uk forward slash culture forward slash art dash prize. Judges will be looking for entries that showcase both the artist's technique and their individualism. Once the judges have decided on a shortlist of 12, these submissions will go on display at an exhibition at Cromwell Place, where the panel will deliberate and decide upon a winner. The announcement will be made at a special event on the 6th of September, and the exhibition will run until Sunday the 10th of September. There's much more news and features in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Monday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. 
tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.